Oh yeah. As we go a little something like this. Hit it. Check this out. Are you ready? Oh my god. Hot Father Productions. Special, special, special. Edition, edition, edition. Today's episode. Serpent Rising. Book One. The Saga of Venom and Flame. I am a warrior. I am a light bringer. I am a Candelaria. Yeah. Serena Mendez is a Candelaria, a warrior for truth and light in the great war of the two serpents. But she doesn't start that way. As the book opens, you learn she is a pill-popping, jobless dysfunctional who suffers from PTSD. Her journey to Lightbringer is a heroine's journey, to learn of and embrace her true destiny. You can join her on that journey by reading Serpent Rising, book one of my two-book mystery suspense series, The Saga of Venom and Flame. This book has been four years in the making, with loads of research and fascinating story elements, incorporating myths, and legends, especially serpent mythology, from throughout the world. There are tantalizing bits involving Atlantis, mystical chakra openings, the emerald tablets of Thoth, and a host of other arcane and esoteric details. And did I mention an overarching conspiracy involving mind manipulation, propaganda, and lies as a way of controlling mankind to benefit a small number of elites with an agenda to establish a new world order? In modern times, this faction is associated with the Illuminati, but these manipulation and control efforts date to the dawn of civilization. Opposing these forces of darkness have been a loosely organized group of luminarians, those who carry the flame of truth and shine light upon the darkness, the venomous lies opposed by the flame-bearers of truth, hence the title of the series. Where does Serena Mendez the highly dysfunctional protagonist, fit in this great battle between light and darkness? She has a hidden genetic destiny as a champion of the powerful Candelaria sect of Luminarians, a fellowship of warriors thought to be long extinct. She just doesn't know she has a crucial role to play. If you like The Da Vinci Code and trying to piece together a puzzle of clues to help uncover a conspiracy, if you like a character like Rey in the Star Wars movie The Force Awakens, where she gradually learns to understand she is a Jedi destined to fight the Sith in a battle spanning eons, you will like Serpent Rising. Or if you just enjoy a good story that is especially timely in an era of fake news and powerful elitists, you will enjoy this novel. I'll share a quick overview to pull these threads a little tighter and then the opening scene. Serena Mendez is haunted, and she is hunted. Haunted by trauma, terrified and scarred as a young child, when a secret initiation into an ancient order of lightbringers went horribly wrong. Unaware of the power latent in her blood, she is haunted by a life out of sync with her true identity. At 21, she is abrasive, jobless, in debt, and addicted to sedatives. Haunted by her past, she knows nothing of her destiny. Hunted by an enemy, ruthless and powerful, 
a brotherhood that has been pitted against the Luminarian sects for thousands of years. An ancient struggle continues, the War of the Two Serpents, a saga extending back to the dawn of civilization, to the time of the second breaking, when the elite sought dominion over the masses. Those serving truth and light opposed these dark forces. In return, they were persecuted, burned as witches, and suppressed, and nearly defeated by the powers of darkness. But the flame was not extinguished. An old Navajo dreamwalker had a plan to open the seven chakras mystically binding Serena's power, to fulfill her true destiny, to unleash the latent power within her blood, Serena journeys to six continents, where she uncovers the truth of who she is and what she must do. A warrior stirs, a light-bringer. She is Serena Mendez. She is awakening. She is a Candelaria. Serpent Rising is a story of unfulfilled destiny, discovery, transformation, and courage to embrace the truth. And now I'll narrate the opening. Chapter 1 Impact, Crash, Darkness The bedside table lamp and shattered light bulb lay on the floor, but Serena remained unmoved, without will or inclination to clean up the mess. She stared at the ceiling of her tiny efficiency apartment, lit solely by the eerie neon green from the alarm clock's LED. The glass fragments glittered, taunting her to get out of bed. Instead, she pondered the much larger mess of her life. She lay still in a familiar paralysis of apathy. Somehow a glimmer of hope broke through her complacence. She reached over and forced herself to set the alarm. Tomorrow, she had another job interview. Desperation crowded out the apathy. Constricted by overwhelming inner and outer darkness, Serena's breath became shallow, her dry mouth and mounting anxiety muted her scream at life's injustice into a muffled croak. Tomorrow would come. Nothing would change. Survival. A day without struggle, followed by a night of peaceful rest. Why did achieving this seem so elusive? Agitated, she threw the bed covers aside. How much longer could this torture go on? Awake and staring overhead, she felt every bit as broken as the glass shards. Her light within had all but extinguished itself, not unlike the fragile bulb. Could tomorrow be her first step out from the deep dark hole that hollowed her insides? Tomorrow she had another job interview. She double-checked the alarm setting. Serena's fingertips ached as she desperately clung to the possibility of change. Reaching into her bedside drawer, she randomly pulled out some meds and dry-swallowed two pills. Serena didn't look to check what they were. She kept four or five different sleep meds stashed there. Not that it mattered. None of them worked. Serena needed to speak to Dr. Jenkins about that. Sleep did not come easily to the 21-year-old woman, afflicted with anxiety, plagued by PTSD, her life in shambles. Sometimes it seemed better to stay awake. Steadily worsening, vivid nightmares had been infiltrating her dreams. She tossed and turned, trying to stave off the inevitable, trying to deceive herself that tonight the meds would work. Ensnared between apathy and hope, Serena nestled into a crevice of momentary comfort, 
her breathing slowed, the cadence of soft snores interrupted the green stillness. It felt cold in the cave. Even lying on the sleeping rug, the rock floor was hard. She shivered, more from fear than the cold. Why did her great-aunt, her shibushe, insist that she sleep here alone tonight? She remembered her shibushe, saying with no moon the cave would be black. Serena blinked, but it didn't matter whether her eyes were open or closed. She couldn't tell the difference. Repeating and following her aunt's instructions, she crawled to the edge of the pool, then stood up to her knees in the still water. Keep your eyes open. Keep your eyes open. Her shibushe had said that was the most important thing, not to close her eyes. But she couldn't see anything. She wanted to be brave. She didn't want to disappoint her shibushe. But she was scared. It was so dark. That's when she saw something. It was just a blur, a smudge of light. Something glowed and slowly took shape, long and curved. It moved toward her, immersed in blackness, water up to her knees. The creature moved closer. Wavelets rippled against her small, trembling body. What was it? The creature glowed with the shape-shifting form of something. She strained her eyes. It looked like a no! she screamed, shutting her eyes and not daring to move. Shibushe! Shibushe, help me! There was no response. And then it touched her skin, curling around her leg. <coughs> Serena bolted up, heart pounding and sweating as she reached to turn on the bedside table lamp. But the broken light with its shattered bulb still lay on the floor, partly yelling, partly sobbing, Damn dream, goddamn dream, goddamn aunt, eleven years and you still haunt me. She steadied herself by taking two more pills. Wide awake, lying in near total darkness and still terrified, she tried to fall back to sleep, jaws clenched tight, trying in vain to stop her teeth from chattering. She shivered, goose flesh covering her arms held close against her chest. It touched me. It touched me. That's never happened before. <coughs> the good news is Serpent Rising has slithered its way into all major book retailers. In the show notes, I'm posting the page from my publisher, BHC Press, where there are a variety of order links to retailers such as Amazon and Barnes & Noble. It's available in hardcover, softcover, ebook, and audiobook formats. There's a lot of additional backstory and content posted on my Facebook author page, Podfabla Productions, and my website. All the links are in the show notes along with special extras in my Podlog author entries. These are five minute audios with additional backstory and information about topics in the book. It's like having a back pass to the extras on a movie DVD where you learn fascinating facts about story and characters. The Podlog YouTube page is a good spot to leave feedback, and so is my Facebook author page to leave comments and engage with fellow readers and fans of Serena Mendez. One final note to book clubs. My publisher has a special discount offer for book club purchases. I'll include a link for this in the show notes, but it is also on my author website, along with a series of book club and reading group questions. 
Serena Mendez and her author-creator encourage book reviews. We are grateful for your support. Book 2, Revelation, is scheduled for release in 2021. In closing, I hope readers of my fiction will think about some of the deeper themes woven into the story and characters. What is truth? How can we all be light-bearers and luminarians in our own ways? As Serena's great-aunt Olje has herself said, Light-seeker, light-keeper, light-speaker, may you burn brightly. Free the truth, be the truth, a light for all to see. The truth shall set us free. Until next time. Oh, yeah. Check this out. Are you ready? Oh, my God.